Welcome to the Ignite Podcast, the only healthcare marketing podcast that digs into the digital strategies and tactics that help you accelerate growth. Each week, Cardinals experts explore innovative ways to build your digital presence and attract more patients. Buckle up for another episode of Ignite. Welcome back, everybody. I've got John McAlpin, our Director of Technical SEO and Strategy, joining us again on Ignite, the healthcare marketing podcast. John's joining us from Colorado Springs, where he recently moved. And it's amazing the world that we live in today that we get to have team members that can move across the country and not skip a beat. So John, thanks for being here. Really appreciate you joining us. The topic for today's podcast is going to be something that is both very tactical, but extremely important to the foundation of your SEO strategy. And that is keyword research. So this is kind of a concept that I think, John, when SEO gets coined, you know, black magic, there is this idea that, you know, we do all these things behind the scene and no one really understands why or how. So with keyword research, being the foundation and where we start, honestly, with every new client relationship. I want you to share some tips today with our listeners on how we do it and why we do it. So my first question to you is, why is keyword research so important for SEO strategy? It's everything. I mean, it's our key into the mind of the end user. We know what they're looking for. It helps us identify the different stages of their decision-making cycle. And it can help us identify trends, things that are not clear to the surface of an industry. When you said the different stages, I think that's really important. And this then impacts our content strategy and our user experience. Talk to me about what you mean by stages. In school, you learn about the marketing funnel and the decision-making of buying something. But that funnel still applies to industries like healthcare. People identify their health needs at different stages too, from awareness to identification to seeking help. That that funnel still exists. And we oftentimes segment our keyword research into different funnel stages so that we know where to place certain bits of content on the website and how to phrase things so that we're speaking their language and know what's most important to users. So what would be the major user intent groups that you bucket keywords into? And then give our listeners some examples in a healthcare vertical that we work in of a keyword in each category and how the intent is different. So especially in like healthcare. So we we look at symptoms as a top funnel awareness. They've got a symptom. They're trying to figure out what these symptoms mean. And so that next funnel, the figuring out how do I treat this and learning about treatment options, that would be your mid funnel. And then your bottom funnel would be finding a provider. And this gets into even deeper categories. We've seen things like in the mental health space, in the mid funnel, we see lots of keywords around like tests and quizzes and they're trying to figure out, all right, I got all the symptoms and I think I have like, let's say like ADHD or something like that. Do I really have ADHD or am I making a big deal about this? They'll look look up online quizzes to kind of diagnose themselves before they get treatment. And that's where you can really break it out into some of these more unique things that we can do for users and content. Awesome. So obviously top funnel, do you think about it essentially top funnel as the most competitive and then mid funnel and bottom funnel less competitive or is it, it is competition 
equal across the different funnel stages. And, and when I say competition, the types of sites that we're up against when trying to rank for these different types of terms. Okay, so this is actually really fascinating. So when we're looking at like looking up conditions and looking up services, they're completely different. Looking up your conditions that's very much more top heavy while your services and looking up treatment options and providers is much more bottom heavy. So we're seeing more competition in the lower stages of the funnel. And in the conditions, there's so many questions and varieties of content that it's a much wider net. It's a lot easier to rank for that top funnel content. And so it really shifts the journey from looking up symptoms to finding help. Gotcha. So symptoms being, you know, something maybe like, you know, why do I feel sad? Or, Mm -hmm. you know, why am I not able to get out of bed? And a bottom funnel keyword being therapist near me, right? I've identified Mm -hmm. that I think I need to speak to someone. I think the treatment for what I feel in the diagnosis might be depression. And I'm now educated enough at the bottom funnel to say, I need a therapist, I need one near me, I need one now, or maybe I need a therapist online, whatever kind of that action-based high intent word is. Yeah, and then it gets even more complex, but you know, I need a therapist near me that accepts Blue Cross Blue Shield, and it gets a lot of uh, different combinations there of keywords, and they all have their own different competitive level. And keyword research that you guys conduct in the onset of any new relationship it's pretty deep, right? I mean, you're looking for not only, like you said, therapists near me, but all of the insurance variants, all of the geo variants, all of the different ways, and especially long tail, because we know now with Google's ability to understand search semantics that, you know, a string of 10 words, you know, that Google can understand what that person is really looking for. Yeah, we really learn a lot about how we what content needs to be on the page. So we're looking at bottom funnel keywords. And when we segment our keywords by funnel stage, we're able to know what needs to be on the page. So here's a very clear example. Uh, Location pages are critical for ranking for any kind of near me keyword. And so we're looking at, let's say, we're talking about therapy. Let's continue to talk about therapy keywords. We say, I want a therapist near me. Okay, that's easy. We'll add our location information. Well, they also need to accept my insurance. So we'll add all the insurance accepted to the location page. Oh, but I also want one that understands the issues of veterans. So that if we have any veterans that happen to be therapists, we can make him maybe add a badge or some kind of text there that says that or that understands veteran issues. And sometimes with different races and cultures, uh, they have different needs and understand and different issues. So uh, we can have uh, something around there too, on their race or around their ethnicity, around their uh, religion. Everyone has different needs. And we find those in the keyword research and we're able to list those on the page. Awesome. So really just helping the user land on the website at exactly the point you know, that they need to, to get the information that's most relevant. Add all the filters they're looking for to the page and Google will guide them there. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So thinking about how healthcare groups can go about identifying keywords and obviously, you know, having an SEO company or someone like John is the first step, but there's organizations that do some of this work on their own or that are very keen on producing content themselves as well. What are some of the ways that they can go about figuring out which keywords are best to drive new patient acquisition? Mm-hmm. So you can always look at your competition and see how they're phrasing things. But if you're looking for like a list, and there's, so there's free keyword generators out there and things like that. But those will always put out a list of keywords that you're not quite sure what to do with. The best thing you can really do is take a look at the list of your services 
and consult with your intake team and figure out what is the language that my patients are using. Um, are they calling things by the scientific name or do they have shortcut names for things? And really figure out their language. Gotcha. What about like from an online research perspective, if you have Search Console set up, for example, or if you have Google Ads running and you can utilize the tools within Google Ads to see what keywords you're matching to. I mean, is that helpful information that you use? It's oftentimes helpful to see what people are currently showing, uh, what you're currently showing up for, what people are searching. But if you're looking to expand, I would suggest one of those free keyword tools and just put it on some of the ones that you're currently ranking for and see what suggestions they come up with. I mean, use volume with caution, but like, you know, that can be a good guide to figure out what's the most common keywords. I always like to provide tactical takeaways for anyone listening. Can you give uh, examples of what some tools are that they can check out? Yeah, the SEO book is a good one. Um, that's very basic. It's a lot of free general SEO tools, including keyword research, that are very basic. They don't have any really advanced filters, but if you're really a DIY and want to get a lot of data quickly, it's a great place to start. Okay. And I know some have have costs, but maybe are more sophisticated. Any ones you'd recommend them that, that the, the listeners check out? The industry standard for best keyword research tool is from SEMrush. It's called the Keyword Magic Tool. You can get an SEMrush account for under 100 bucks a month. And uh, the Keyword Magic Tool has all of the filters and bells and whistles that you'd ever need. And it gets very complex very quickly, but it can also be as easy as you make it. Awesome. Thank you. You know, I know another common tactic that you all use is forums and and forums have play a role in many different ways in SEO. If say, for example, your intake is, is spread across 15 offices and it would be really challenging to kind of pool the, that information or maybe intake is done on a rotating basis by multiple people and you want to kind of get an additional look at what people are asking. I mean, what kind of online forums can people look at to kind of understand those questions? I mean, a lot of people start at Reddit and trying to find their sub niche on Reddit, but there are industry specific forums out there depending on your vertical. And yeah, I would, what I do a search for is start with Google, type in whatever service category and then forum and, and or even Reddit or a specific one like that and see what comes up. And you'll find certain conversations and you'll find a lot of information that like you might not have been hearing from your patients because sometimes patients don't honestly don't tell everything to their doctor or they're nervous to talk about something. It depends on the people. And we've seen uh, a lot of questions that don't even come up in keyword research. I'll give you a very clear example. In the Spravato field, we found that a lot of people like get a lot of great benefits right off the bat. Then further down the line, they may not benefit as much. We're consulting with providers and we find out that they do some studies and it looks like uh, because bravado is self-administered, people aren't doing it effectively. They're, they're doing the administration incorrectly. Um, and so there's things like that that we say, hey, this is an issue that patients are having. This needs to be solved. And we can write about that on the website. And then the providers can actually provide better value to their patients in the long run. Awesome. That's a great example. I hadn't heard that one before. All right, John. So kind of thinking through keyword research, obviously it's done in order to... to inform the remainder of the strategy. I want to go one step deeper before we wrap up the conversation. And that is when you finish your keyword research and then you you go to assess whether or not your organization and your website is then in a position to rank well for those terms. 
What are you looking at on the website from a content and landing page perspective? And how are you mapping the gaps? So a lot of times it's taking a step back. It's making sure that you have clear navigation between these different stages. And so um, we make sure that all of our final stages are within silos on our website of content, and that you can navigate between them seamlessly. So oftentimes it's like, okay, we're writing about a condition of depression, and we might have some easy navigation in there saying, here are the different treatment options for depression, whether it's medication, whether it's therapy, whether it's telehealth, or even group therapy. So we have all these different like internal navigation, whether it be the main navigation menu or internal links throughout. Um, you want to make sure that it's easy for users to hop across. We, they should never click more than three times to find where they need to go. I know that's just the starting point. And, and the keyword research is the foundation for everything else that both the SEO team does, what the UX team considers, what the paid search team does, and oftentimes what a lot a lot of off- offline strategies look like. I want to thank you for being here, John. This was an amazing start to a topic that I'm sure we will continue to dive deeper into. If anyone listening has questions about keyword research, if you need a recap of what some tool suggestions are, check out our website where we'll have recommendations. Give us a call so you can talk to John. We hope to see you next time on Ignite Healthcare Marketing Podcast. Please like, subscribe, and comment wherever you're listening. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to this episode of Ignite. Interested in keeping up with the latest trends in healthcare marketing? Subscribe to our podcast and leave a rating and review. For more healthcare marketing tips, visit our blog at cardinaldigitalmarketing.com.